What's up? It's Terrence the God, and you're listening to FPFO presented by the G2S Network. Terrence ain't heard of this shit. New Dutty One! Rude Boy Drizzy Dre! <laughs> what up? That's for him. Yeah, on God. I mean, we need it. <laughs> we need it. It, it is for me though. Who told you bad man don't dance? Who told you gangsters don't hey, dance? Hey, it's summertime, nigga. Why got my shades on for you pussy ass niggas? That's how I'm feeling today. Two left feet don't trip and dance. The guy really gave us one too. Really gave us one, Tan. She give me a glance. You wore that tight dress just to enhance. You like a bum bum. Never seen you before. Where you come from? You got a fat pum pum. I got a long Johnson. That nigga said you got a fat pum pum. Hey! Oh shit! This must be destiny, that's why you're next to me, you feel like ecstasy Who told you bad man don't dance? Who told you gangsters don't dance? Even with a white bad dance Bad man take another sip and dance Two left feet don't trip and dance The girl want me, I might give her a chance Give her a look, she give me a glance She wore that tight dress just to enhance Touch my forehead, chest, left shoulder, then right side. Pray my brothers are good outside. Hey, he stay with one. He stay with one. Y'all niggas know what time it is. It's summertime. I find love yeah. and it slowly dies. So lie low. Welcome to FPFO. Welcome, 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 welcome. I ain't gonna lie, we got something new going on today. We on the clock. Every week I tell y'all. We gonna. I'm gonna let y'all know Terrence is in a bad mood today. Hell, I had a great day at work. Off an hour early, pretty much. So why <laughs> don't even worry about it? <laughs> but we we on the clock today, thirty minutes, thirty minutes. And if you on YouTube, it's gonna end up being probably about twenty eight and a half, just cause the way the content fall, etc. But uh, yeah, for one, that was uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this dude's name, Jay Huss, Jay Huss featuring Drake. Who told you? No, no. Terrence ain't heard that shit yet. I just put them on. I mean, hey, I just put them on because guess what's going to happen? When we go to the club tomorrow, what's going to happen? If the DJ don't drop that motherfucker, he, not. he don't need to goddamn be up there. <laughs> yeah, I, ain't it? If they I need to put JJ up if there. If I ain't heard it, then the DJ ain't heard it. Well, that, well, so that goes back to our conversation that we had last week about me being the DJ. Because I get the shit before the DJs get it, nigga. Half the shit you be getting don't even be legit. I mean, well, <laughs> you wait, <laughs> you wait two weeks, you wait two weeks, and you'll see, you'll see, cause it's, it's, it's summertime. And why you saying shit on me legit? I gave niggas the whole project. That I gave shit. niggas the whole project. <laughs> that shit was. So, I gave niggas the whole project. That shit was so. Freaky. It was. It was like five. It was five album cuts up there, and I legitimately put in the note. Uh, this is not the official album. There will be songs that are up here. There will be songs that are not. Stop, and, stop and, sending out false advertisement. Nah, I won't. Fa- I mean, long story short, I had a zip. I had a zip for niggas with unreleased Drake music, whether it was damn official or not. That's why niggas. It won't no AI sued. shit. That's why niggas be getting sued right there. Well, I would. I mean, I would have took the charge. Res- I do this shit for the people. Respect the artists. I respect them, but I mean, shit, I do this shit for the people. The people tell me they want the goddamn album. What the? What, what I'm supposed to do? Wait for the artist to drop it. No, because he then was promote it before. It was taking too long, man. Welcome yeah. to FPFO. <laughs> I'm your host, JJ. I'm your co-host, Terrence. Welcome back. 
Oh, I will say, let me hold, let me get my mic comfortable in my hand. I'm 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 fidgety today. I ain't gonna lie. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm tripping. I, I ain't gonna lie. But uh, I will say I woke up this morning and um I didn't think that we were gonna have much to talk about. There was a couple of things, you know, that were on the list already, however. Um but I didn't think that, you know, we even needed a full thirty minutes. Carter, can you can you uh do the little cause I need to know where we at? <laughs> um, and then this is we'll we'll jump right into it off rip. Follow us at Four Panthers Fans Only Everywhere. Um, if you I'm I'm not doing the full intro today. Go look <laughs> listen to the episode before. Listen, I thought that you know we were gonna be good. I thought that we were solid. I thought everything was smooth. Then I wake up this morning, and you know. Terrence boy, J.C. Horn, <laughs> injured again. So, Terrence, what I want to do, if you don't mind, this is going to be probably the longest topic that we spend the most time on, this and, and obviously Bryce Young. Um, but this is kind of how I want to do this. I just want to read a couple things to you, and then I just want you to react, okay? Because you know how my brain works, right? Because <laughs> my whole thing is don't come out and start chatting Saying this and that about fans and, and and trying to you know talk about they they all been bone breaks. It's nothing that I can do, etc. And then two funky ass days later, your ass is on the injured list again. Cool. Just a couple quotes from from the article that I'm referring to. Um, the Carolina Panthers quarterback uh, cornerback was the subject of a recent 15-minute phone interview with The Athletic. Um, Horn, who's played in just 16 games over his first two NFL seasons, spoke to Joe Person about his his injury woes, something he said has been impossible to avoid. Quote, obviously I can't control some of the injuries I had. That's nobody's fault here or there. Um, I've got to be available, be on the field, and goals like that. That stuff will take care of itself with playing great football. Let me see if I can find the other quote that really just triggered me. Um, I can see we're going to part ways on this. Yeah, we are. None of the, none of that stuff ever bothered me because I'm the one who out there trying to get it done. Now, this is in reference to Joe Person, I guess, asking him a question about, you know, people talking about his injury and X, Y, Z. So he said none of that stuff ever bothered me because I'm the one out there trying to get it done. Absolutely. You're right, JC. Um, it's been unfortunate injuries. It's been all bone breaks, no soft tissue or anything, just cracked bones. I can't control that. All I can do is try to play some good football when I'm out there and try to take all the precautionary measures to stay out, uh, stay on the field. Outside of that, it's in God's hands. No, it's not in God's hands. It's in your hands. Prepare better, take care of your body better. Obviously, it's something, it's something not connected. So, you know, we <laughs> talked about this shit three or four, day, three or four weeks ago when, when, you know, we brought up J.C. Horn and kind of – you know, how we felt, what the expectation was, what the approach should be should he get injured during the season this year. And already, breaking news from Ian Rappaport this morning, 7.30, J.C. Horn out for the remainder of OTAs as well as minicamp. Should be good to go, quote, should be good to go by the beginning of training camp. The injury does not require surgery. But off to a shit start. All of that being said, we're off to a terrible start already. In regards to the cornerback room, um, 
and I'm not going to get worked up and emotional. So I'm going to let Terrence say what he need to say. And I need to hear your <laughs> feelings on this shit because it's absolutely ridiculous at this point. And already, never mind. Let me not go too far. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like like he said, we, we did have the conversation um, a couple weeks ago. And I think we both had the same stance that he's great when he's on the field. Yep. But the problem is he can never be on the field. And I would rather have someone that's available, maybe not as good, but at least I know that you're going to be able to suit up every Sunday. And that's just, I mean, that's just what it is. Um, And I don't disagree with necessarily everything he said. I don't know if it was the way you was reading the quote or the way they asked the question. It almost seemed like it was kind of nonchalant, like his responses. It was probably just me. Yeah, it, I mean, there's no tonality. You feel me? There's no tonality in the article, so I don't know how he said it because I didn't hear the interview. Yeah, same. But, I mean, like, I do agree that because you see a lot of players where, like, some stuff, I mean, really, it just happens. Like, they're just fucking injury prone. And, like, obviously, there's other things you can do to take care of your body better and nutrition-wise and things like that, certain workouts. And... Being that he came off a big injury his rookie year, like, I would think that he's took those precautionary measures to do those things. And so maybe it was just, like, a freak accident, like something crazy just happened. But at the same time, it's like I can understand where you, other fans, are frustrated because it's, like, same shit every year. Same, same shit, shit, different day. Yeah, and so that that's the thing that's, that's, the thing that's frustrating. But – I do understand what he's saying. Like, he's out there putting in work, trying to work hard, be the best he can be, and then some shit happens. He gets injured. He fucks up his foot. Good thing they said it wasn't the same foot that caused him to miss the majority of the season. Obviously, um, we're looking that up. His rookie year. Uh, it was the opposite one. So, that's a good thing. But at the same time, it still is frustrating seeing that back again, J.C. Horn is injured. And like you said, it's, apparently it's not supposed to affect him in training camp, but – We'll be there, so I guess we'll see kind of when we go out there because, you know, they don't really put the full shit in the yeah. in the media and shit because they don't want everybody to overreact. But a lot of people are already overreacting, i.e., JJ, uh, which, I mean, is understandable. Part of it is understandable. But all that goes to say I don't really disagree with uh, what he said in the, uh, in the interview. It just did seem nonchalant. But, I mean, it's just a setback already, honestly couple things. Actually, let me ask you a question. Is it okay at this point, at, at, you know, two two seasons completed, the start of one season, three injuries later, is it okay at this point for myself as well as other Carolina Panthers fans that feel the same way, is it okay for us to say officially J.C. Horn is injury prone? Is that fair? I mean, I uh... – it was something that we already talked about. Like, I don't – I wouldn't disagree with anybody that says he's injury prone. That's what most of the reports have been. Like, obviously people see that he is – I think he is, and I think a lot of other people know that he's a top corner in the league. But a when lot of – healthy. Yeah, their knock on him is he can't stay healthy. He can't be on the field. So that's the knock on him. So I wouldn't disagree with anybody that says he's injury prone. Okay. Um, how do I feel about this? It's an issue. Um, you know, 
we really haven't made any moves to deepen the secondary room. That's number one. And this is, I mean, we've talked we talked about this at the beginning of the offseason, that this was one of the, uh, the um, positions that needed to add depth. We talked about this already. No moves really were made. Yeah, you brought in Eric Rowe, but we predict Eric Rowe is going to play a hybrid position. Eric Rowe will play that Nicky, uh, that nickel spot. He'll play the safety here and there, you know, different uh, different positions for different formations and different sets and things of that nature. Cool. Um, so that's number one. It's an issue now because we're so deep into the offseason. I'm not sure what cornerbacks are still available. I'm not, you know, I'm not – 100% sure, so I won't even begin to act like I do. But it's an issue because you don't have the depth that you need. We already seen, now I will, I am going to read a quote a little bit later on, and I want to hear your opinion on it and how it kind of pertains to what we've seen in the past. But we've already seen what life is like when C.J. Henderson is cornerback number one. we already seen what life is like when Frank Taylor is cornerback number two. Or excuse me, Keith Taylor. My apologies. Um, <laughs> you know where I want to go with that shit, don't you? Who gives a fuck? Fuck them. But I don't want to be disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to work on that. We did year. see his peoples at the game, that, that Lions game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. It had to be his mom. And somebody. I want drunk enough to say what I want to say to him. Because if I had some of that shit in me, then what I would have told him. <laughs> Tell the nigga he need to go back to fucking work. And y'all are partially responsible bullshit product that we got to endure. I'm glad Neither that wasn't said. Um, yeah, me too. Um, it, I'll speed this shit up because it, I'm drawing it out. This shit is fucking ridiculous and J.C. Horn needs to get his shit together because if not, when, it, when the time comes and his contract is up or we have the ability to extend him or we have the ability to put the tag on him, what y'all think I'm going to say? I'll save the fucking suspense. Let the motherfucker walk. Cause he, he, cause my whole thing is he can't, he can't do shit for us, bro. If he's not available, he can't do anything for us. We saw last year he was playing some of the best football in the league at the position. When shit got going and shit got tight after we got bum ass Matt Rule up out of there and we started getting hot a little bit and we had the opportunity to win the division, he's unavailable. What's my biggest problem? What's my biggest issue with niggas when, when I have a problem when they play at an elite level? But what's my biggest issue? You know what it is because Brian Burns do this shit all the time. When the moment get too big, you can't produce, you ain't worth shit to me. And I love JC, so I don't want my message to be misconstrued at all. I love, I love JC. That's my dog. But something got to change. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because the way his body is structured or what. And listen, I respect everything that he said in that interview based on what, what I, uh, based upon what I read. I respect everything he said. He's right. Everything has been a clean break, X, Y, Z, cool. But at some point, we can't let you get that shit off, little bro. Hate to tell you. So now we got two unreliable, injury-prone, soft-ass cornerbacks. Precisely. That, yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So now that makes me look at the schedule as a whole completely different. Because you remember a couple of weeks ago, we were going through the matchups with the receivers, right? Yeah. And we said DK and, and, and everybody else that we named. I can't, I don't know off the yeah, top of my Ronald, head. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. Because you remember that. Jettas. And, and 
Don't tell me, with all due respect, Dante got to be cornerback one. <laughs> and then CJ on the other side. And you know I love D-Jax too. It makes me look at shit different, bro, because he can't still help, stay healthy. And this is one of the, the way that shit, the way the secondary is orchestrated, it's one of them situations where we need everybody healthy there. We can drop a D lineman that's not named Brian Burns. We can drop a linebacker. You feel me? We can Hell, we can drop two or three receivers. We can't afford to lose no cornerbacks because we didn't address the issue during the offseason. Now, given I understand it's still offseason, we still have plenty of time, whatever, but the shit makes me look at everything different because if you're doing this already, it gives me cause for pause. I mean, yeah, I, I agree, but I mean, it if he's at training camp, then I feel a little bit better. If he's not, then that that's when I have to, to reassess things. But it's fun. Like, I know he's going to be at training camp. That's like all of that is great, but it's the it, the problem is what what if this was in season? So you're telling me he's out for a month and a half? I mean, good thing it's not in season. I mean, you're absolutely right, but it's the unreliability because he was doing a private workout. So hopefully, when when shit gets back right and they have to report every day, there's not going to be any private workout. So it's going to be, you know, more structured shit. Because ain't no telling what the fuck he was doing. And I, I don't want to assume or make assumptions, but apparently he was doing a private workout. So hopefully that's the, the last bit of that. But We'll see. We're on the clock today, cause I can you know you know that I just want to go in, like you know I just want to go in on this topic. But we're on the clock today, so we gonna move on. I hate I hate that we doing this to y'all, but at the same time I think it'll be appreciated in the long haul more by y'all. So we gonna stay focused. We gonna stay locked in. I'm looking at the clock right now. We still got some time, so we just gonna move on. Breaking news. Breaking news. Announced this morning. This is going to make fucking Terrence's little pickle smile. (laughs) (laughs) Breaking news. Bryce Young is officially Carolina Panthers QB1. React. (laughs) React. Uh, I have a more so of an arrogance reaction. Of course you do. Do you believe that's actually true? Uh, Because I know that last week... Oh uh, apparently, God, you dude. didn't believe a lot of shit that was coming from the coaches, and they was just hyping them up and all this other shit. So, can we at least agree on one thing? What's that? That he's better than fucking Andy Dalton and Matt Corral? Oh, I mean, yeah. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's not really a, a crazy reaction because you don't draft a player number one and not, not play him. And yeah. I don't know why they even came out with, oh, we might let Andy go for the first game of the season. Let let Bryce Young uh, really take his time stepping into the role. Yeah, that's bullshit. Said nobody fucking ever. So I mean, yeah, it's it's what I expected for him to be starting week one, and it didn't even wait until we got to training camp for it to be a competition. Yeah, that's so, I, yeah. I, that really surprised me personally. Yeah, I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting Bryce Young to win the job as early as he has. Um. Everybody, I don't know, I know why they said what they said. They had to say that. Because for one, you don't want to put in the exuberated amount of, of pressure on your 22-year-old quarterback. That's number one. I disagree. Or 21. Um, I'll, I'll give you a chance to respond. <laughs> I'll give you a chance to respond for sure. Um, I don't know why you would disagree with that. 
yeah, he was drafted number one. Exactly. But from an organizational standpoint, if you need time to develop and grow, then we're going to give you that time. You don't have to come save us right now. <laughs> that shouldn't be the expectation. Not coming from us. Because you're going to feel that from us. You're going to feel that from FPFO anyway. You're going to feel that from FPFO and Unnecessary Bluntness and Sheena and Vastai and all of them. You're going to feel that all around, all around the city. You're going to feel it. You know what time it is. You don't have to hear that from us. So I understood why they came out and said the way they, what they said. What I didn't understand, even when it happened, even when you know this report initially came out, I didn't understand the overreaction from the fans because we all knew that Bryce Young was going to be QB1 going into week one. I think we all knew that. And if you didn't know that, then, you know, you got a little more work to do. <laughs> you got a little more work to do as far as I'm concerned. I was fully convinced that Bryce Young was going to win this job. Did I expect that he was going to win it and take it over this early? Absolutely not. But like everybody said, you don't you don't draft a guy. You don't move what you move to get in the position that you got into to draft a guy number one and for him not to start. Right? So that it doesn't really surprise me, but it's good for him because I guess it's giving him the level of comfortability at this point to know, okay, cool, this is my team now. So from a leadership standpoint, I'm happy with it. And I was I was watching videos today from camp, from OTAs, and them I ain't gonna lie, them folks out there turned. <laughs> them folks out there turned me, bro. And I will say, <laughs> I will say, after last week, after our discussion, I went back. You know, I started digging a little bit, looked into some of the you know some of the reporters and journalists and some of the things they had to say. But I found a good amount of videos that made me, you know, feel comfortable with what Frank Reich was talking about uh, last week. I, I will say that. So you were right. <laughs> so you were right. So you were right. I know that makes you happy. You were right. I mean, but my whole thing is, again, my stance still remains true in this fact that I'm not really necessarily believing that shit because Frank Reich came out and said it. I'm just not. However, after I did my own research, I see why he said it. But that shit doesn't mean anything to me just because he said it. Like, that's what I want you to understand. Like, just because a nigga say something, <laughs> that don't mean that I'm off rip just believing it just because of who he is in the organization. Like, the nigga just keep contradicting himself every other sentence. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I, I see why he said it. But I'm not believing he... I'm not believing him when he said Yeah, no. But also, I see why he said it. No, I'm telling you why I believe it. I believe it because I went and saw it with my own eyes. I didn't believe that shit when Frank Wright said it. It, it, I don't believe that shit just because Frank Wright said it. I believe it because I went and did my research and saw, oh, this little nigga cooking. Well, good. I'm glad you did your research. But it's still shorts and T-shirts. That's fine. And, And helmets. I'll give him that. He got his helmet on. Cool. You wanted to comment on something that I said, uh... I mean, it's kind of irrelevant, honestly. I mean... No, say what you got to say. I mean, it's not irrelevant. I mean... Shit, that's what they're here for. They well, here I, d- I didn't really... I mean, it's fine that they was like, oh, like, he's got to earn the earn the job, but at the same time, it's like... it's re- It was really no reason for them to say that. I think that coming out, he already knew his expectations. Just like C.J. Stroud, just like Anthony Richardson. Like, we draft you with the number one pick in the draft, like your expectation should be that you're going to be a starter. Like, nobody's drafting the quarterback with the number one pick in the draft and giving up the player they gave up and then the draft capital to be like, oh, we're going to let you chill for a little bit. 
we're going to let you take everything in for a little bit. And you said that them saying, like, he, we don't expect you to come in and save us now. I mean, shit, I do. Yeah, as I, a fan. As with, a fan. Well, I'm saying, like, I think deep down inside, they believe the same shit. Absolutely. Like, but why would they vocalize that? Why would you put that amount, like, that amount of pressure on a rookie quarterback? You just can't do it. I guess, like, I, I see uh, I see that with them saying it publicly, but I think privately, like, he already knows that. Absolutely. Like, I think he If he, he doesn't, then he, he, you know, he need to get his head right. He know, yeah. He knows what time it is. Miles Sanders already told him. Off rip about two months ago. Whoever we go number one, understand you not coming here to rebuild. We not on that losing shit. We coming here to win and compete for championships. Simple as that. That's what Miles said. I'm just telling you what Miles said. I'm just telling you what Miles said. That's what Bro said. So I mean, they know what time it is. He he should know. Right or wrong. I mean, yeah, he got drafted number one. He should know. Cool. So let him fuck around and not and act like he don't know. <laughs> Just any way for you to tear him down. Eh? Nah, that's, that's, that's little bro. We good. I'm riding with bro. Um, <laughs> What is it? What is it, bro? I'll be switching up. Bad. But how, though? How? How? Tell the people how you feel, man. How do I be switching up? <laughs> that's just how I feel. You, I mean, you didn't want him. You didn't like him. And then we got him, and now you his biggest fan, but. I get it. Who? But this is what I be saying, though. <laughs> when did I ever say I didn't want Bryce Young? You was campaigning for other quarterbacks. But I never said directly, I don't want Bryce Young. I said I prefer these guys over Bryce Young. But I never said Bryce Young would be a horrible pick. I never said Bryce Young is ass. No, I never yeah, I mean, no, my stance. Yeah, but no, nobody said that. But when you're more geared towards two other guys, that is just simply not better One. than him. One. I was on the Anthony Richardson hype train for like six days. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> six days. And then I had a come to Jesus moment and was like, man, this nigga ain't. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Wrapping up here, we got how many minutes? 352 left on the clock. We not going to make it. <laughs> I hate to tell you. We not going to make it. We, I'm fighting though, Carter. Can I get my credit, bro? We fighting, bro. I'm fighting too. I'm fighting, but we not going to make it, bro. Yeah, I know, bro. All right, here we go. Um, another very, very interesting thing that came out this week. Again, I was very happy that, um, you know, things kind of fell the way they did because <laughs> the storylines began rolling in all throughout the week. I thought we were only going to have really one thing to talk about. Um, but like I said, the storylines just kept coming, so perfect. Uh, Tommy Trimble did an interview. I'm not sure. Where um, where this was done, I, don't, I, I can't source it. I can't source it, but if you look it up, it'll pop up, and, and y'all know that, you know, the shit is, is credible. Um, but this was a quote from Tommy Tremble in regards to Matt Roy, and I felt like this was very interesting to me, and I want to see how you feel about it. Um, I, hate, I hate fucking reading on, on mic, bro. I feel like if I, I feel like I, I fuck up, everybody like, oh, that nigga can't read. <laughs> I hate reading on mic, but I'm going to do it. Um, quote, this is the first time that we've really been coached up receiving-wise, other than us trying to figure it out on our own. This is really the first opportunity we've had to excel in the receiving game and have points and receive teaching points on how to attack this kind of leverage 
attack this kind of defense, et cetera. Before it was more you run it, you run what's on paper, and you try to make it work. And if it didn't work, you try to figure it out yourself. So having that kind of backing, that kind of support from all over the coaching staff to the players themselves, I think it's been a world of difference in what our mm, see and <laughs> what our accelerating um, of the receiving game has been. End quote from Tommy Trimble in regards to you know kind of what the approach is, kind of what's going on inside the locker room, um, the previous regime and the current regime. The glaring difference that, you know, if you're a fan and you're looking close enough, it's very, very obvious. Um, but what, are, what is your reaction? What is your response to those comments from, from Tommy Trumbull? I mean, it doesn't really, really surprise me. Uh, that's what a college-style coach would say. That's the way that one would be coached if, you know, you run what's on paper, you do this, you do that, and – like he said, if it don't work, then figure it out. That doesn't surprise me coming from Matt Rule or anybody that was really a part of that coaching staff, honestly. And that is one of the direct correlations to why we didn't win games, why yep. we couldn't pass the ball downfield, yep. why we ranked 30 or 15-plus passing yards downfield. Yep. I mean, all of that is a direct correlation when you have a receiver like DJ Moore, you have a Terrace Marshall Jr., um, LaVisca Chenault, guys like that, and then we just can't do shit with it. Even though, granted, our quarterback, they they weren't the best, but at the same in that same breath, it's like it was a lot of times where we sat and watched the games and it was like our receivers aren't winning routes. Yep. Like people aren't winning routes. They're not getting open. Like we don't understand why DJ Moore is not getting open. But then we see him go and make a big play here or there. We see him catch the ball on two defenders and shit like that. And it's more so like that was probably something where he went and created that for himself, not really something that was on on paper or a part of the game plan, and he ran it that way. It was more so he probably tweaked it himself and went and made a play for himself. And so we've seen a lot of that last year, so it doesn't really surprise me. Tommy Trimble is just giving the source. So Yeah, and honestly, I'll, uh, I, I'll be transparent with you. I was not – Tommy Trimble just doesn't strike me as a guy to – you know what I'm saying, kind of strike up controversy, I guess you could say, or really, like, speak out against the establishment, quote-unquote, even though it was from, you know, a, a year ago or whatever may have you. But he doesn't strike me as the, as the guy to be that vocal um, in regards to a topic like that. Um, We knew this. Yeah. We knew this. This, it, when I read it, it didn't surprise me. The The... Biggest knock on Matt Rule, one of the biggest knocks. I mean, you can really go down a fucking laundry list of what the, the knocks on the guy are. Um, however, one of the biggest knocks on him was the fact that he couldn't develop talent. We saw it with Terrace Marshall just being in the doghouse for whatever reason. Um, you know, we've seen it with Shaw Smith. We've seen it with Etor Grosmatos. All, all, all guys that he brought in, all guys that were drafted by the Carolina Panthers, and came, you know, brought in to make a, a impact, whether it be immediate or in the future. Um, so this quote didn't surprise me, and and Tommy Trimble falls falls on that list obviously as well. Yep, didn't surprise me at all. Um, my question to you is, I get in, in, in rapping here, Carter. Can you give us five more minutes? Because um, I do want to be done by that by that mark. Um, my question to you in rapping is. Based on what Tommy Trimble said in that quote, based on what we already know as fans, 
how much leeway are you giving these young players that we've only seen under Matt Rule? So, so how are you, what is your approach? What is your mindset as we go to training camp, as the season develops? What are you looking for? Kind of what is your mindset as it pertains to guys like Terrence Marshall Jr., Tommy Trimble, Etor Gross Matos? Because for me personally, Etor Gross Matos is the guy that I'm going to be locked in and focused on a lot this year. Because, yes, we shit on Etor. Yes, we do this. And yes, we say that. Um, but I think he has the ability to be elite. I do. You look at his measurables. You look at his size. I think Etor has the ability to be elite. So, with that quote coming out, I'm going to give him more leeway based on the fact that he wasn't being coached up. So, if you're coming from a, co- a college-style system and you transfer over to the big leagues and you, now you're playing with grown men, but yet you're still getting coached like a little kid, it's going to be hard to develop an environment like that. So what are, what are your thoughts in regards to that and kind of, you know, do we cut these guys some slack coming into the season? Does everybody have that clean slate that I referenced two months ago? Uh, no. I, I would still say no. Like, I, I get it. Um, I I get that, like, coaching can play a, a good part into why a player is playing a certain way or why they're not developing as much. But also, I think when you take a good look at it, and I think that there's also times where I just watch uh, Etor, and I'm just like, he don't fucking got it. Okay. Like, it, there, there's plenty of plays where I'm just like, he's getting stood up at the line. Like, I don't really see any effort from him fighting through, trying to make plays on the ball. Like, granted, there are times where he does make those plays, and we found out that he plays better in the inside than he does on the outside. Yes. And so, and I think that that was a coaching thing. Yes. Um, but don't make it don't make it specific to Etor. No, I'm not. But I'm just saying, like, I, I the reason I brung up Etor because you can see it more so on the defensive side of the ball. And the reason I say that is because with receivers and things like that, like a lot of them, they throw dummy routes in there. Like they're just running. Like with really no purpose. Like, they know the ball's not going to them. And our offense last year, it went to where we just had to run the ball. Like, that was our identity last year. We just had to run the ball. So, it wasn't really anything that I could see from them that was like, okay, do I know if this guy's really, really that or not? Besides Terrence Marshall. I think Terrence Marshall, he really went and made a name for himself when he got the opportunity. Like, it, it was a couple – couple games where he was, like, the best receiver on the field, on our team, even with DJ Moore on the field. Yes. And I think Tommy Trimble, he even made a couple strides late in the season. He caught a couple big passes, even caught, I think, one or two touchdown passes. Yes. But I also – Cincinnati? Did he uh, catch one in Cincinnati I think he or did. Tampa Bay? Uh, or both? It might have been both. He, he caught a long touchdown one game. Yeah, he did down the seam, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. But, like, it's stuff like that. When I'm like, okay, that's good, but I also see some things in Tommy Trimble where it's just like, I don't know, it's just something about his route running. I, it's just something about him where I'm just like, uh, I don't know if he would ever be that number one tight end. Like, and it's not even more so like a coaching thing. It's just like, but it goes to effort. That goes to effort, which you can look at effort being a result of how you're feeling or what the tonality is in the locker room, which goes into how the whole team feels about the coaching staff, 
And when you have a piss poor coaching staff, you're going to have guys that don't play hard. I mean, I see it to a certain degree, but in the position they're in, you are not really able to afford to go out there and not give 100% effort. Like, you don't have this big-ass contract. Like, yeah. you you really can't afford to go out there and half-ass it because you can be gone quickly. Like, if we need some space, if we need some room, if we need to bring in other guys, like, why would I why would I hold on to a guy who hasn't done shit for me in two years? Even though it could be a coaching thing. But at the same time, if you get that opportunity to go and give 100% on a play or on a series and you just half-assing it, like, you gone. And so that's why I think, like, receivers like Terrence Marshall or players like Terrence Marshall really separated himself from those other guys. Because okay. when he got the opportunity, he made the most of it. And I can't say the same for those guys. Fair enough. Fair enough. It, it Also, you know, it could go personality. And maybe I'm, you know, we're out of season, so I'm relaxing. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe I'm trying to cut them too much slack. Maybe, um, you know, I don't know. But I think that that shit plays a huge part in, in what's going on. Because we saw, excuse me, we saw the significant jump from the team, just from an effort perspective, when the coaching staff changed in week seven. Yeah. There was only one game, really, where I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. From an effort perspective. That was that L.A. game, probably. No, 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 because I I already knew what time it was for that. I already knew what time (laughs) it was for the L.A. game. The game that I'm referring to was against Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that shit was just a piss-poor performance. I wanted everybody fucking traded after that game. (laughs) Everybody. I wanted everybody gone from top to bottom. Steve Wilkes and his coaching staff, all the players on the field. I just wanted to get rid of everybody and start over. <laughs> yeah, that that was a terrible game. That was a hard game to watch. Yeah, that shit was just embarrassing. But I don't know, bro. I I, I don't know. A lot of these guys, like Tommy Trimble, too. Cause like I, I referenced Etor and being excited to see, you know, if he if, what his development will be this year. But Tommy Trimble is another one of those guys, too, bro. A lot of people were very, very high on Tim, Tommy Trimble. And yeah. you know how fickle this this uh, this fan base get. So they try to act like, you feel me, it's fuck Tommy Trimble because he don't got it or whatever. But a lot of people were very, very high when we drafted Tommy Trimble. So. Yeah, I think if he really wants it, he has his opportunity, though. Like, obviously, I think our tight end room is kind of deep because you got Sullivan. He's a tight end, right? Yep. And I, I think that he he's a, a deep threat. Like we seen some More flashes receiver from him. type. Yeah. Then you got Ian Thomas and you got Hayden Hayden Hurst. So it's like he has the opportunity right now. I think Hayden Hurst will be number one. But I mean that gap isn't as far as people might think it is, as far as like who gets the number one spot and who doesn't. So I think that if he really wants to excel and take his game to another level, he has the opportunity this year to Advance in that starting role, and I and I'll go a step further. I think it's going to happen either way, just because I don't know how available Hayden Hurst is going to be. Yeah, they say he gets injured because he's lot. he's very very injury prone himself as well. That's something that we haven't dove into. Yeah, because we needed a receiving tight end, and Hayden Hurst is a receiving tight end. He has the ability to make big catches, possession catches on third down and in the in the red zone. So we haven't really dove into that as much. But he's gonna be a fucking liability too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I've seen that. I just haven't really watched him play that much, but I did see some reports that was saying that like he's not really. I think it was Malik actually 
yeah. that shared oh, yeah, something I, about it on Facebook. Bobby, like he's not really think he named out like the couple of games that he did play, all the games that he did miss, and was like he's not really available. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, that not. could be a problem. But I'm glad that we have other tight ends to where it could also not be that much of a problem. And you got some. And, and at the end of the day, ultimately, next man up. Yeah. And that goes back all the way to the J.C. Horn conversation as well. Next man I don't up. Need too many LL, man. I'm just scared of the next people that's going to be. Oh, I'm scared as hell, too. Because CJ CJ and Keith, they not even, they not even really products of Matt Rule for real. Them niggas just been bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing we didn't touch, but I mean, it, it's not really anything we got to go in depth on. <laughs> BB. <laughs> BB. See, this what I'll be talking BB. About. That zero gonna look real demon like when he rolled out that motherfucker. <laughs> Spider Bird. He ain't so bad. No, that's the thing. Like, you, you, you all you all on him now, but I guarantee you, as soon as the season starts, he gonna be the most nigga you talk about come next year. Don't fuck up. And when shit get tight, perform. When we need you, perform. Like I said, BB, you will be the most talked about player on the show. BB, I need the jersey, bro. I'ma send it to bro. I'ma send it to Lucci. That's what I'ma send it to. I'ma send it to Lucci. Tell Lucci get the sign for me. My shit on the way. I need it in black. My mom Sanders jersey will be here tomorrow too. By the way. In what color? Black. Cause I need Jamie and, and, and John John I need them niggas in that blue And I'm about to get a stealing So I need the stealing shit I seen, I seen, I seen somebody had a blue stealing on I seen somebody had a blue stealing on uh, Today in the Facebook group He posted his shit came in the mail I love that motherfucker say I need it <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in Like, comment, subscribe uh, Tell a friend to tell a friend FBF on the way FBF on the movement I don't even know what the fuck I've been saying I've been forgetting sometimes uh, but yeah, follow on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. We out there, we outside. It's summertime. Yeah, kept us at training camp. All of that. <laughs> Appreciate y'all tuning in. Better get your whole fart now. Yeah. Hit my shot first time I snipe. Put a ring on the money, I ain't think about walking. Let's be straight. No. Left the house with a hundred K. Honestly, this a light day. Now walk hard hit. I don't gotta call for a cold, been high. I'm just sitting for the taste. Pillar talk for the can, you a certified rent. Taking risks for this money and I pray I make a bet. Stand up, got no lie, getting away of that money on life. You can die by them racks. Oh, I'm angel on my hoodie, put the devil on my back. My little nigga ride with Drake's in the scat. Get out, walk him down, know he on it. Cash him out as soon as he take her to wax. Turn up. I hear it, she loving, I'm lustin'. They calling me. Daddy, no trust fund. Her double DT is I bust on.